before we actually get to the verse that I want to look at, I want to ask you, when you think of God, how do you think of him? What terms come to mind when you think of God? And I know I can't take time to, to receive all the answers, but let me just say for myself, when I tend to think of God, I think of him in very exalted terms. Uh, I think of him as the Lord of hosts, Jehovah Sabaoth. I think of him as the mighty God of Jacob. I think of him as the sovereign king and master of the universe, doing what he pleases, as the psalmist says, in the kingdoms of heaven and in the kingdoms of men. And that is overwhelmingly an emphasis in the word of God. And that emphasis makes a certain number of verses really stand out in an unusual way. And one of those verses is Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 30. Here we have the sovereign, mighty God of the universe saying, I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. Now, this verse is one of three that I am aware of in which God is represented as searching or looking for a particular kind of man or woman. You may remember how Jesus tells the woman at the well that the Father is seeking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. In Second Chronicles 16 and verse 9, the prophet comes to King Asa and tells him that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth in search of him whose heart is perfect towards him. And then we have Ezekiel 22:30, where God himself says, I sought for a man to stand in the gap. That's another way of saying, I sought for a man who would pray, for a man who would intercede for the land, for the nation of Israel, and seek God's mercy, that he would not destroy it because of its wickedness. Now, two things that I want to, to bring to your attention uh, this afternoon. The first is the need for intercessors. And the second is the power of that intercessor. First then the need for intercessors. Now in Ezekiel's day, things were bad. I mean, they were really bad. If you look at verse 26, it describes the priest as being worldly, as being lawbreakers, particularly breaking the Sabbath, which God is never pleased with. In verse 27, the princes were dishonest and greedy. They only wanted more gain, and they didn't care how they got it. In verse 28, the prophets were lying prophets. 
saying, thus says the Lord when the Lord had not spoken. And in verse 29, the people were immoral and cared only for themselves. Now, brothers and sisters, as you hear this description of the people of God in Ezekiel's day, does it remind you of any other time or place in history? Perhaps like our own world and like our own time in which all of these same things are taking place. Things were bad then and they're bad now. And there is a desperate need. And that need, my friends, is not for more money. It's not for some new government program. It's not for some new powerful leader to arise and get us out of this mess. The need, my friends, is for more prayer. For more men and women who will stand in the gap. For those who will take up that torch that God is looking for and intercede. Pray for our nations, for our world, for our churches, for our children and grandchildren. J.C. Ryle, who's one of my favorite authors, and many of you may know him, um, but he has a wonderful way of putting it, and it's simple but poignant. He says, little prayer, little power. More prayer, more power. Much prayer, much power. We need more prayer. We need much prayer if we want to see much power. Now let's look quickly at the power of that intercessor. Now by very definition of you being on this uh, website this morning or this afternoon, depending on where you are, I think all of us would acknowledge that we believe in the power of prayer. We believe that prayer has the power to heal people with physical infirmities. We believe that prayer has the power to meet a financial need that we might not see any other way of accomplishing. We believe that prayer has the power to change stony hearts and take away and give them a heart of flesh. But here's the question for us, I think, this afternoon. Do we believe that prayer has the power to hold back the wrath of God upon a rebellious people? I believe the answer God gives us in Ezekiel 22 is yes. God says, I sought for a man to stand in the gap, to pray, to plead for the land that I might not destroy it. So God says, if I could have found that man, that woman, I would not have destroyed the land. Well, 
There are several examples that we could look at in scripture that illustrate this. And let me just highlight a couple real quickly. Remember the most wicked culture that ever existed? Sodom and Gomorrah. And do you remember Abraham in Genesis 18 interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah? Lord, will you destroy the righteous with the ungodly? If there's 50, if there's 45, 40, 30, 20, 10. And God says, if there had been 10 righteous souls in Sodom and Gomorrah, I will not destroy them. Makes you wonder if Abraham had gone one more step and said, five, (laughs) what would have happened? But the point is that God was willing to listen to one man pleading for mercy and God would have responded. We think of another example and one that you might want to look at the passage in Psalm 106. In Psalm 106, we have described for us the fact that God was about to destroy the people of Israel in the wilderness. And this is the example of when they made a calf. In verse 19 of Psalm 106, they made a calf in Horeb and worshiped the molded image. They changed their glory into the image of an ox that eats grass. They forgot God, their savior. And God said, I'm ready to destroy these people. But what do we read in verse 23? Therefore, he said that he would destroy them had not Moses, his chosen one, stood before him in the breach, in the gap. Moses stood and pleaded with God to turn away his wrath, and God answered his prayer. And then, of course, there's the Lord Jesus Christ in John 17. And he there prays, not for the world, but for the church. And he prays that God would keep them, that God would sanctify them, that God would unify them. And God Almighty has answered his prayer. Brothers and sisters, what I want you to think about as we go to this time of prayer is that God is still looking for intercessors. He's looking for men and women that will stand in the gap. And I pray that he will find what he's looking for right here, right now, in this gathering of saints. Plead for our world, nations, our churches, our families, that God will have mercy and that he will work mightily for his own glory. Amen.